Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is having a fantastic day. In tonight's episode, we're going to talk about tough love. I have been receiving so many little dramatic like things that have happened, you know, in society. I just um my former business partner David Dorovi sent me a, a a link to a video of clip or something some guy punching a 1 month old. I'm like, what's happening? We're, you know, we're so stressed out, we're just losing our minds. And then on the uh, other opposite side of that, there's a county in Washington state. Sorry, I don't know don't remember the name right off the top of my head, but they are committed to creating a trauma-informed community, which reminds me of the community of Nevada, Missouri. Uh, and my colleague and future co-author, Tricia Bridgewater, a psychologist there, uh, they've started a whole community that's working towards being trauma-informed. So it's like we have this significant dichotomy in our society right now. So it's very interesting. I think it's definitely the difference between love and fear. So how many of you heard of the concept tough love? Most of you, most all of you, right? So you think, you know, I'm going to be tough on my child. This is how, you know, I love them, but I've got to be tough on them because they are not um, doing what they're supposed to do or behaving like they're supposed to behave or they're 18 now and I'm not going to take their crap anymore. And so you hear tough love. I think maybe even been a book. I know there was a tough love movement out, but here's the thing. There's no such thing as tough love. It doesn't exist. That that approach that is being um, condoned and, and being advocated for and being suggested, it's really just a label that is intended to remove you of any level of parental guilt and ultimately any level of parental responsibility. If I can give you a concept like love and logic, if I can give you a concept that says you're doing this to your child because it's tough love, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt you, like Ward Cleaver used to say to to Beaver, "This is gonna hurt me a lot more, and it's gonna hurt you." Then I can I can alleviate you from feeling any kind of guilt for the stress that you may be under that leads you to take the actions that you take. And here's the thing. It's okay. It's okay to, to take what uh, whatever action you feel like you need to take. If your child has, has gotten you to that point that you just don't feel like you can do it anymore, or you feel like there's eight, they're 18 and they got to go, and, and uh, you don't want to put up with their crap anymore, so you're going to practice tough love, you don't have to call it tough love. Just call it being tired. Call it being stressed out. Call it being overwhelmed and not knowing what else to do. And just want not wanting to put forth the energy anymore. See, that's very authentic and it's very real. And when you do that, when you communicate to your child in a really authentic, real way, then you're giving them the opportunity to make a decision in their life, for their life, without any sense of needing to blame you. 
and without any sense of needing to make you a bad person, even though at this point, depending on their age, that could be already a pretty ingrained pattern. But see, the thing is, is when you say, I'm going to practice tough love, you know, this is really, this is really going to be tough, but I'm doing this to you because I love you. You're setting yourself up to be a threat. See, you're setting yourself up to be the bad person. Now, all the professionals and all the books and everything else, they've told you that, you know, practicing tough love is a good thing and something's that, something that parents have to do. Well, it's not doing you any good. And what your child hears is that you're just being an asshole. So what your child hears when you're saying you're practicing tough love is that you're really just an asshole. And that's how they view you. But if you were to say to your child, and listen to this for just a moment. Because there's a very thin line between responsibility and reactivity. There's a very thin line between love and fear. And it's so interesting how easily. See, I can, I can create a national tough love movement. There's no tough in love. See, that's the thing. Love is patient and kind and understanding and accepting and present. Nowhere do you see in a description of love the word tough. Just like you don't hear or see the word punishment. You don't hear or see the word um, threatening or shaming or blaming. You don't see any of that. So listen to this for just a moment. If I were to say to you, instead of calling it tough love, which is ultimately just making your child the bad guy, forcing your hand. See, that's what it is. When you're practicing tough love, it means your child has forced your hand into something. So really what you're doing is you're feeling you're feeling like you're a victim to your child. And then, you know what that's going to lead to? That's going to lead to your child feeling victimized by you. And then both of you are looking at one another as the per, as the perpetrator. What if you just said to your child, "You know what? I'm just tired." I don't know what else to do. We seem to be in a place that we we can't get this figured out. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I have exceeded my parental knowledge. And I have tried. And so I think it's best if you go live with the friends you've been threatening to go live with. I think it's best if you, you know, pack up and move out. That's what you've been saying you wanted to do. And I'm not going to stop loving you, but I just don't know what else to do to make this a better a better situation for us. And you know what? If you really feel like you're up against the wall as a parent, now just stop that part, pick up. You can say, I want you to move out. I can't do this anymore. This is going to jeopardize our relationship for a long time if something doesn't change. And because I don't know what else to do, and maybe because at this point I'm just unwilling, I want you to pack up your crap and I want you to go ahead and move out before it gets any worse. Let me find a shelter for you. Let me find some place, some other place for you to go. And, and hopefully I can get to a place to where I can calm down and I can learn something new and I can feel better and I can come, I can come back and we can try it again. But until then, you and I, we're, we're, this isn't working. Something's got to change. See, that's just an honest, authentic message to send to your child. Now, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, we're talking about packing up someone's stuff. But hopefully that's an older child, but that doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes they're younger children. But see, the thing is, what you're not doing is you're not blaming the child. 
You're not saying your behavior's so bad, your attitude's so bad, you're so lazy, you're so worthless. I wish I'd never adopted you. I, ne- I wish I'd never brought you into this world. You're, I don't have any idea what you're going to end up being in, in the world as an adult. See, that's all nastiness. And all that nastiness, which is really, it underlies the whole tough love movement. I'm doing this to you because you can't seem to pull your act together and I love you so much. I'm just going to have to be tough. That all of that is conveyed. And so what if you just got really honest? You see, and that's when you go back to taking responsibility. And see, taking responsibility doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you're going to do something vastly different. You're just taking responsibility for you. You're just taking responsibility for your own actions for your own words, for your own beliefs, for your own statements. And you're not blaming your child. You're not blaming anyone else. You're just saying, this is how I feel. And it makes me sad. And unfortunately, you know, it's a really sucky place to be. But this is where I'm at. See, that's just honest. And when your child moves to wherever or or, you know, goes to their room or does whatever they have to they have to do, then at least they're hearing that this is the decision you're making because of your challenges, not because of something to do with them. See, and that makes a big difference. I feel like we have a moral obligation to one another to own our own shit. And I've always said, I don't believe children should be put on any kind of medication unless the adults in their lives have exhausted every form of environmental and and relational change possible. Because I feel like when we just put children on medication, we're just giving ourselves, as parents, we're giving ourselves an easy out because we're really not dealing with our own shit. We're really our own baggage because we have plenty of it. We're really not doing anything different. We just want to do the same thing and get a different result. And so we rely on the medication to provide the different result. But the reality is, is you're stuck inside the parenting matrix. You're stuck inside a, a, a way of doing things like every generation before you did it. And you may have read some books and you may have attended some seminars and you may have gone to some counseling. But did you really do your work? Did you really challenge yourself to do anything different? Or did you rely on someone else to do something different? And, and that could, that's okay. That's okay if you did. But what I'm saying is when it comes time to have a split, own your own shit. Don't put it on the kid. The kids got their own shit. This is the thing. These kids that you have, these kids that you're raising, these kids that I've worked with for 20 years, they have a buttload of their own baggage. It's not fair to jump, to drop yours on them too. And that's what you do when you end up blaming your children for how you feel. When you end up blaming your children for, for your limitations, you're dropping your baggage on top of them too. You already know what they come to your homes with. And, and maybe you don't. And some of these are biological children. 
I only ask yourself to look at the birth history. Look at the, the energy that you had when you were pregnant. Look at the relationship that mom and dad had together. Look at the relationship that dad had with the parent, with the child. Look at the, the involvement that you've had with your child. Look at any potential traumas and stressors that occurred in the child's life that may set, set them up to be ex, ex, exceptionally sensitive and fearful. They've got their own baggage. And, and, you know, if they're biological children, they didn't ask you to bring them into the world. So don't dump your baggage, your additional baggage on them because they already have the baggage they've got to deal with. And if they're adopting foster children, you already have a good idea of the baggage they came with. So don't, jump, don't drop your shit on them and have them walk out the door with your shit and their shit. Because you're probably, as a parent, you're going to try it again with some other kid and it's not going to get any better. It's going to be the same story over and over and over again. At the end of the day, you're going to have to deal with your stuff. You're going to have to dig in. You've got to do something different. So I really want to encourage you, if you've hit that kind of end of the road place with your child, get real honest with yourself. Look in the mirror and you ask yourself, am I doing everything that I know to do? Have I done everything that I can do? And maybe I just need a break. Sometimes families just need a break. I have seen so many families over the years where there's, you know, you just need a break. Send a kid to residential treatment. Send them to a group home. Send them to a, an aunt or an uncle or, you know, send them somewhere that's, you know, it's not going to be residential. It's not a walk in the park. It's not fun by any means, but at least they're not going to, they're going to be out of stress. You know, send them to a respite provider that's, that's going to be loving and supporting and nurturing because at the end of the day, everyone just needs some stress relief. Listen to that. At the end of the day, if you've hit your rope, if you hit the end of the rope, you don't know what else to do. Both you as a parent and your child just need some stress relief. That's what everyone needs. That's why everyone, that's why you can't connect right now. You're just exhausted. You're at the end of your rope because you're exhausted. You need some stress relief. Everyone needs some oxytocin. So take a break, whatever that break looks like. And then try it again. Try it again. Um, that reminds me, Carrie Josie, Skylight, Skylight Ranch, Skylight Respite. I did a, I walked in on Carrie, um, in one of, at her, one of her presentations last week or the week before. You can go into the videos on the Post Institute Facebook page and you can, you can find it. She's got a respite home. She's got a program. If you've hit that, if you've hit the end of the rope, and you don't know what else to do, and you need a break, and you need some love-based support, Lord knows your child needs it, look up Carrie, or DM us, DM us, DM us, and we will send you Carrie's contact information. But it was just in a video. You'll see it. If you just go look at the videos, you'll see I walked in. Carrie's got a respite pro. Carrie's been following my work for 10 years, 10 years. So I know they have a solid program. And she was teaching, she was teaching a class based on how I deal with lying when I walked in on her unexpectedly. So there's possibilities, there's hope out there. So let us know if there's something we can do. So just don't give up. And Anne, Anne says, this is where we are at the moment with the 10-year-old. We get there. Yeah. We we definitely we get to that point. And and it's hard. Parenting is difficult. 
Parenting traumatized ch children is even more difficult. And it's more difficult because not only are you parenting traumatized children, but traumatized children will make you deal with your own trauma. And you, nine times out of ten, don't want to do that. So that's why it's so difficult. So yes, it's exhausting. African proverb says it takes a community to raise a child, a community. Don't feel bad if you've got to the place that you don't know what else to do. But I can tell you, you're not that far away from a breakthrough. You're not that far away. There, there, there is hope. I work with parents every day. I interact with parents every day. I work with parents. I just went through a program with a group of parents. It was my Inside the Parenting Matrix program, which you can still access at newparentingrevolution.com. I went through this, and they started in this one place, and now I see them in this completely different place. It's only been like two months just because they, they, they got to hear things differently and see things differently and think about things differently. So... Take a break if you got to, but otherwise look for look for more help. You're already here. You're here. We have resources to support you. But at the end of the day, this episode is just about the whole concept of tough love is crap. There's no tough in love. Love is just love. That's all there is. Love is just love. Own your own shit. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Your child has their own shit. You know, you're, you're both doing the best you can right now with what you've got to work with. But I can tell you that there is a whole nother, whole nother level. Hey, Tracy, there is a whole nother level of relationship and love and understanding that is available for you. So that's it for me. Remember, in any given situation, I want you to hear me when I say this. In any given situation, we always have two choices. Two choices in any given, in any moment, in any experience. And if you're a parent and you're on the verge tonight, you're on the verge of giving up, I want you to hear these words. In any given moment, you can choose to react from a place of stress and fear and overwhelm and blueprints, generations of blueprints of negative conditioning. Or you can stop, you can take three to ten deep breaths. And you can choose love. And you can do something different. You have the power to be able to do that. And when you do that, everything else changes. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. Hope you have a fantastic evening. I pray for each and every one of you every single night. That peace and love will enter your home and enter your bodies and enter your spirits and your souls. And you'll wake up in the morning refreshed, reinvigorated, re-energized, and most of all, restored and made whole to your beautiful, loving self. We'll see you tomorrow night.